Hi, uh, my name is uh, Marco Rock. I'm the president and CEO of Cassier Gold. Uh, Cassier Gold is a Canadian gold explorer. Uh, our flagship, uh, flagship asset is located in uh, Northern British Columbia. We have a foundational resource there of uh, 1.4 million ounces at 1.14 grams per ton, right at surface and open laterally in all direction, directions in a depth. And we also have the benefit of infrastructure, mine permits, a fully owned and permitted mill, um, and access to power. An excellent uh, team of uh, very experienced uh, executives in the resource space. Uh, and our ticker is uh, GLDC on the Toronto Stock Exchange and uh, CGLCF on the OTCQB in the United States. Marco, thank you very much for the introduction. Good to be speaking to you. Um, it's been an extremely long time since you've been on Crux, um, Crux Investor. Uh, I think perhaps, could you, um, we'll get into kind of a look back at the last year and a look forward to this year, but uh, could you just uh, give me a quick synopsis of where the project is at? You've said you've got a resource. Um, you know, what are your plans for the project? Are you in the, still in the exploration mode? Are you in the study phase? Uh, are the shovels about to start uh, digging? Uh, a quick update on that, please. Absolutely. So uh, I actually took over as CEO in 2020. Uh, at the time, we had a million ounce resource. Uh, and our first drill program uh, as a company was a 5,000 meter drill program. And kind of fast forward in 2022, uh, we had in 2022 our largest drill campaign to date. We drilled 23,000 meters, over 23,000 meters, um, most of which are still to be released. And I'll, I'll go into into that in a little second. In, in terms of uh, the stage of the project, we're clearly an exploration company. Although we have uh, we are a brownfield project with a lot of past production uh, and a lot of infrastructure that comes along with, and all the benefits that come along of being a past producer, uh, we're clearly an explorer. And I think we're just in the in the early innings of of really trying to measure what is the size of this district because we we control the entire district, the Cassier Gold District, which we which we are focused on. Um, and uh, I think we're really just starting to scratch the surface, although a lot of people get sometimes confused because we have mine permits, we have the fully owned and permanent mill, we have all that infrastructure and people always ask about production and when can you start production. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of answers uh, for that, but I, I guess we'll, we'll get into some of those uh, details a little okay. bit later. So, so the, sh the short answer is, is there was a historic mine. There are, there are mills, you've got mine permits, but actually you're an exploration company and so you're still trying to put an envelope around the known mineralization before you start working on what's inside that envelope. You're still trying to work out the size of the prize. Exactly. And, and there are several areas that we're working on. We have, uh, you know, all of our uh, resource is in this uh, bulk tonnage deposit, the Taurus deposit, uh, which sits on a one kilometer by one kilometer uh, area. Uh, and we're, we're trying to add ounces within that uh, pit shell as well as outside, given it's all all, all open, but we also have these underground veins, and we are looking to other regional targets that could be, you know, centers of of you know, kind of similar style deposits to 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 Taurus. Uh, they can, you know, might even link up. So we're, you know, it's 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 early stage, and and the reason for that is that the whole district was broken up until the late 2000s. So a little bit of history: this entire district was only amalgamated in the late 2000s. And, and only now uh, it's, it's, it has the benefit of a full district scale modern technique approach to exploration because most of the historical production was in the 80s and 90s. So, you know, a long time has passed and, and um, obviously a lot of things have changed, including the, the gold price as well. And when you talk about that historical production, um, I noticed that some of your 
uh, infrastructure is linked to an asbestos mine. Um, but you know, was the was the was the historical production that the mill was for? Was that a gold mine? And and what what kind of target was it targeting? Yeah. So on the asbestos mine, that's actually that's uh, there that is that's part of the main reason why the, the kind of the gold rush. Uh, well, uh, kind of the development happened here. The gold rush started here in the late 1800s. When the when the prospector uh, find, found a 72 ounce gold nugget, so uh, kudos to him. And uh, obviously that that started a gold rush into the into the space. But uh, in the in the 60s, uh, one of the biggest uh, asbestos mine in Canada was actually not just outside of our projects, but was a, 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 a you know relatively sizable. It was the biggest uh, asbestos mine in Canada. Obviously these days they want to keep the asbestos in the ground. Um, but that sits that sits clearly outside of our project, thankfully. Although w- one of the things um, we are thinking about is using uh, in the future uh, production scenario using uh, the tailings to cover up because there are still uh, some piles of asbestos or they sit outside of our our property or go- in government land. Uh, but obviously, we would we would love to help and 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 turn in that like uh, environmental liability that is not ours. But if we could help. In, in reducing the impact of that liability for the community and for the region. We will be obviously del- delighted with that. Now, in, into your question on, on the past production, uh, there were actually several mines uh, in our project. Uh, our project has 17 portals, uh, historical portals. There were 425,000 ounces produced. 315,000 ounces of those were from underground veins uh, at the average grade of roughly 16 grams per ton. And there was also, um, so that's the high grade material that we have on the ground. There was also small production coming from uh, the Taurus area where we have our bulk tonnage deposits. There were 35,000 ounces produced there at uh, uh, um, um, 3.8 grams per ton with an average recovery of roughly 80, uh, 80%. Uh, on the high grade veins, uh, the average recovery was 93%. Uh, mostly, both, both of the areas produced uh, at um, with a with a gravity flotation mill, uh, we still have one of those mills that produced most of the material from the Cassier South high grade veins. The other mill that produced the the, the Taurus material, the thirty five thousand ounces, was uh, has been uh, since uh, since reclaimed. So you know, there's there's a lot of history, a lot of production from different different portions, and uh, again there there will be there, there were a lot of uh, um, there, there were several explorers, several producers, some of them centrally milling, as well as um, um, uh, the, uh, the producers from uh, I just uh, just had a blank. Uh, the you know the ones producing from the riverbeds. Uh, oh, the alluvials, the uh, the, the placer exactly. guys. Exactly, exactly the placer miners, which we, we still have in the project today. Uh, a few placer, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of smoke coming from upstream. That's why you have the placer there, uh, the placer guys there, and um, it's it's really a, a very long history of of production, exploration, uh, uh, and exploration as well. So it's uh, it's a lot of history. How here. how big are your license areas? I mean, and, and are you talking tens of kilometers or hundreds of kilometers? Yeah. So we have truly a really large land package. So our land package is roughly 25 kilometers by 27 kilometers. It's uh, 59,000 hectares of of opportunity. You know, our Taurus resource, the 1.4 million ounce resource, sits on a one kilometer by one kilometer, with 90% of the ounces being within 150 meters from surface. We're very very shallow. Uh, so it's um, 
it's it's a large land package, but it's it's very underexplored. We obviously also have the Cassier South vein systems a little bit further to the south, but we have dozens of mean file occurrences with outcropping veins across our property. We have a wealth of uh, of uh, of opportunity to explore, but you know we, we you know, we, you know our budgets are only so big, so we need to take it. Uh, choose the, one, the more attractive ones and, and, and take it one step at a time. Have you been able to do kind of a, a area ranking? I mean, how do you know that Taurus is the best area or Cassia North and which within which Taurus sits? Is, is that just because of where you started or did you were you able to collate the data? Maybe it was the place that you could get to. Maybe it's closest to the area, the landing strip. Yeah. yeah. So uh, actually, the, the landing strip doesn't have much influence on the logistics because we have a highway bisecting our property. So everything is road accessible, which which keeps our costs low. We have a, we have a permanent camp on site as well. Um, so in terms of, you know, why why do we start or why we focus on Taurus is it's very much an historical reason. We go from the inside out, meaning from the known to the unknown. Uh, and, uh, and, and Taurus is wide open in all directions, actually, even within the pit shell. And we put out a press release actually earlier today uh, on, on this. Uh, there, there's a potential to, to expand mineralization within the pit shell, um, that it was within the pit shell, but outside of the, the, the resource uh, block model. Uh, so so we're, we're taking an approach going from the known to the unknown. Uh, and obviously, Taurus is, is, is lower risk because it's bulk tonnage disseminated. Um, and, you know, when we drill uh, internally, the surprise on Taurus will be not to hit. We're not looking to the Cassier South, the high-grade veins. In, 20, in 2021, we drilled there for the first time, and we, that's why we had some really spectacular hits. We had uh, 4.8 meters at 35 grams per ton, uh, which is really spectacular and amazing, amazing to hit. But obviously, at the same time, you know that you're not going to have these kind of uh, hits every time because these, these veins are on average 2 to 3 meters thick. So... Um, you know, when you're drilling 200, 300, 400 meters into the earth, uh, you're not going to necessarily hit the, the structures every time and get these kinds of hits every time. So it's a it's a higher risk, but obviously higher reward as well. So we're kind of going from the known to the unknown, also with Cassier South, because in Cassier South there's vein um, veins that are well understood. You know, they have been mined and they have been drilled, and we're looking for the extensions of these known veins, um, but when you drill at Cassier South on these high-grade underground veins, we try to be smart and take with one single drill hole, we try to hit an extension of the vein and at the same time looking for a blind, a potential blind discovery of a parallel or a stacked vein system, which we know there's a few because that with the production and the drilling that we have from the past, that suggests there's a lot of potential for a lot more. Um, so that's, that's the way we, we focus. Our, our drilling. Thank you. It's, it's really uh, helpful hearing you describe that. Um, <clears throat> when you, what, what's your budget um, for the kind of the, the foreseeable? I mean, you talk about the known to the unknown. So presumably, you're spending more on the known, and you're doing kind of gradual de-risking and gradual growing of that envelope, and less and less as you get further out. You, the higher risk, the lower your stake that you're going to put on that. Um, the, the, the smaller your chip on the table, so to speak. Um, um, both in terms of kind of percentage terms, uh, but also in absolute terms, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So at, for this year, we're looking at a potential budget of uh, roughly $15 million uh, for the entire year. And we're looking to do a similar size program, if not bigger than last year. So last year, we drilled 23,000 meters. Uh, we obviously want to keep the momentum and, and potentially add more. Uh, we still have a lot of news flow to put out. So actually, we want to get that news flow out, see the stock 
the stock reaction, which hopefully is is heading north. Um, you know, we're feeling pretty good about you know the news flow that's coming, and uh, and uh, and depending on where the price is and you know how much dilution are we're facing, you know, have a commence a raise that is commensurate with uh, with the program and the objectives that we uh, that we want to achieve. So. Uh, in, in terms of the split, um, you know, last year our split was uh, roughly half of the, the drilling towards Taurus, the Taurus deposits. Um, so uh, it, we actually originally budgeted 20,000 meters. We ended up drilling 23,000 meters in total last year, but half of it towards Taurus. And of that half of Taurus, 80% towards step outs and 20% towards infill. Um, and infill being uh, you know, because we, we did a resource update without doing an infill program uh, last year, there's a lot of areas within the pit shell that return uh, as zero grade, although we suspect that they're mineralized So we're because they're more than 50 meters away from any drilling, so it just re automatically returns zero grade. So actually, we've been going there and infilling those gaps where we feel there's a good chance we can add ounces uh, Apologies, maybe I didn't say I shouldn't say add ounces, but uh, basically we can intercept mineralization, expand mineralization, and um, that can contribute to resource growth in the future. I'm um, I'm just being mindful with my language here, otherwise my my QP is going to strangle. Yeah, the QP, the stock exchange, everybody's going to come down on you. But I but I know what you mean. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you've got to do the exploration and all of the QAQC and all of the all of that good work. And if the if the the drill intercepts are tighter spaced and you've got the the the, the grades and the tons then you um the end result is your your resource would grow by a number of ounces but exactly not, exactly um, we can, no, let's not forget all of that crucial work in between so you said that that was the split last year was 80 percent on uh step out Sorry, and 20 percent on infill yeah, exactly. so so this all, year what, that's, what, all, that's all the that's of the 50% that's going towards stores. So that's on the bulk tonnage that where we have the foundational resource. Then what we're looking to do is, uh, uh, what we actually did, sorry, we allocated 25% into the Cassier South high-grade veins, um, looking to extend those veins as well as looking to add um, uh, extensions. Uh, so looking for extensions of those veins as well as the potential for parallel and stacked blind vein discoveries, uh, which Periodicity suggests that every 400 to 600 meters, uh, there's a potential for a periodicity there, uh, parallel vein clusters, and we have a 15 kilometer trend, so there's a lot of room there. And we also know there's at least three levels at Cassier Salt of mineralization um, on the top of the plateau, 100 meters below, and 300 meters below, and 500 meters below. Uh, there's a, a vein mineralization that we know from the past production. So. So we have extensions on the X uh, axis, uh, parallel um, parallel system, potential parallel bind systems on the Y axis and on a, on a vertical axis, that stacking potential that we've determined that uh, in our system, there's already three levels. Hopefully there's more, but uh, uh, so there's a lot of uh, room there to, to, to add more vein systems uh, and find more vein systems and extend the known ones. And then the other 25% into some regional scale uh, regional targets because we have some tours look alike uh, we have like wing scanning is a good example uh, wing scanning we have some historical intercepts of 128 and a half meters at uh, 0.56 grams per ton um, that's 700 meters 600 meters to the southeast of Taurus we have uh, lucky with some grab samples with 150 300 grams per ton 
which is very anomalous gold, um, we have, where you have some subcropping veins, and that's three kilometers to the northwest of Taurus. And we also have Snow Creek, where we have uh, these outcropping uh, uh, quartz veins, uh, which are just three kilometers to the northeast of Taurus. It's actually a long strike, and there's a potential there uh, that actually Snow Creek is connected to Taurus, in which case, you know, with that kind of distance and what the answers that we have already at Taurus, you know, the, the size of the system could be truly uh, spectacular if, if it's one system or, but I would be happy if it's kind of a satellite deposit, but, you know, we need to get the turf machine out there, the drill rigs and, and drill it and, and take it one step at a time and, and really do the geoscience correctly. Sorry, I wasn't quite clear. The, the, um, the splits that you've been talking about, let's 50% on Taurus, 25 on um, Cassio South and 25 on Regional. Was that what you did last year or what you're planning to do this year? That's approximately what we did last year. And as of now, tentatively, that's our plan for this year as well. Okay. Uh, obviously, we've only released so far 6,000 meters, including the results that we released today um, from the 2022 drill program. So there's still 17,000 meters of drilling, roughly 50 drill holes to be released over the next few weeks and months. And obviously, that might change uh, our our um, our split idea. Uh, obviously, we we have to look at the results, seeing where we're feeling more comfortable, more confidence, um, and maybe that that we can readjust the splits. But tentatively, this is our split, given what we know today. Are you um, processing your core in, kind of in a in a uh, in order or have you kind of had some holes you thought oh we've got to get these ones in first i mean have we had all the good news and what's left is all the rubbish uh no no we, we didn't do any uh we didn't do any any of that prioritization um we feel very excited about about all the holes and that's actually the truly honest answer uh so uh i i don't expect the quality of the drilling of the results to 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 go down if anything actually what people tend to be very very excited is about the cast yourself uh, drill holes that's because where we have the high grade material everyone loves high grade um, and uh, in, in from the first time we drilled the caster salts in 2021 had some really spectacular intercept of 4.8 meters at 35 grams per ton uh, as well as the 6.4 meters at 12 uh, 12 grams per ton, per ton. so uh, typically that generates more more excitement um, obviously higher risk higher rewards but uh, let's see let's see what's in store for this year. Yeah, and you'll get people like me who can look at the back of the news release and go, oh, you got a good hit there, but you've made a miss there. And, you, you know, there, there's, there's, as you said, I mean, you've talked about it, there's variability uh, intrinsic into those systems, which is, um, you perhaps wouldn't expect in a, in a, in a, in a bulk tonnage. The grade, 1.14 uh, for Taurus, uh, Northern BC, okay, you're on the high on the highway. Got the power there, but is that high enough grade to make it work? I mean, don't you, if you're going to tackle that grade, don't you need to sweeten it with something else or have multiple millions of ounces? Or I mean, it does the grade of it make you um, sweat at night and wake you up? <laughs> no, not at all. I like the grade. It's you know one gram per ton. Uh, it's not bad. Will I, will I like it to be higher? Absolutely. Uh, uh, but uh, I think it's I think it's a good grade. I think in in um, Obviously, you know we're we still go through have to go through economic studies, but we're 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 in infrastructure. We're literally on a highway. In fact, you can drive from Vancouver all the way to the top of the 1.4 million ounce resource without ever leaving a paved road. Uh, and it, we're not constrained it, it, at 1.4 million ounces. This resource is open laterally in all directions and at depth. And as we as we discussed before, 
there's a potential to you know continue to expand mineralization within the pitch also. So yeah, I, I believe this has a potential to continue to grow and I believe we'll continue to grow. I like I think the grade is 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 good. Um, again, if if it was better, I wouldn't mind. But we do also have the potential to uh, at Cassier South to have those high grade vein systems. That could be, for example, a, a grain control tool, which is very valuable um, when you're in, in production to use that as a sweetener to to, to for grade control. Um, or Cassier South could be also an interesting opportunity in and of itself, because at Cassier South we do have the mine permits, we do have a fully owned and permitted mill that's specifically well designed for Cassier South, and with the power access and um, and all the, the 25 kilometers of underground workings, etc. And we kind of, uh, you know, we have kind of the ingredients to, to cook something quite interesting, uh, but we need to have more of that exploration upside and and, uh, and start building a true inventory of, of high-grade material. Uh, currently, we have no resource on Cassier South, but obviously in the future will be an idea to, to start building something there because we, we're, we're, we're having some, uh, we had in the past some nice intercepts, and I'm certainly hoping that on the 22-year-old program, we have some some more that we, we can build upon. Thank you. And um, you've mentioned the kind of the historic recoveries and the historic processing routes, relatively primitive. Um, have you done any petrography? Have you looked through, done the microscope at any of this stuff? What does it look like? Or have you done any met test work? Are there any, is there a, are any, uh, are there any nasties? Is there any kind of encapsulated gold? Is there any, I've seen a pyrite. What, what, what are the, what are the, what, what's the ugly underbelly look like? Yeah, so actually we've uh, we've been doing some uh, you know uh, uh, geological and metallurgical domaining, uh, including petrography. And actually, what we are doing right now is we send some samples to do uh, uh, LACO uh, sulfur testing uh, and uh, sulfur analysis to, as a proxy for uh, gold recoveries compared with the assays from that same uh, drill holes. Um, because we've we've did a bit of a geological domaining uh, to see, uh, and we came out with three kind of geological domains. You know, we're going to use these kind of proxies uh, as a test for our models, and uh, if they fit well, what we're going to do in the summer is we're going to follow up and do um, water roll testing, uh, which is uh, you know the, the proper way to to determine uh, recoveries uh, and, uh, and and start seeing if you know. There's the, and then and then continue to work to see you know what kind of processing is, is ideal. Do we have different domains? What are the ideal processes for the different domains, uh, if any? Uh, but obviously, again, as I mentioned, the the, the historical the historical uh, recoveries they they give us a lot of confidence into into um, into what we have. Obviously, the, the high grade on Cassier South is is easier. Um, the recoveries there on average were 93% in the 80s and 90s with a with a gravity flotation mill that that we currently have, um, we also there was thirty five thousand ounce production there with the, from the Torres Torres uh, East area uh, with the, those recoveries at around 80 percent. So that gives us some comfort, but obviously a lot more work is is being done. So we're doing we're doing that work at the same time we're looking to explore and expand. Uh, what we have as well and when you talk about the geological domains is that what's that separated on you know what are, are you working on geology or alteration or sulfide content or oxides or yeah so actually like you know that's that's kind of above my pay grade so i'm not a geo uh but um <laughs> but uh it's uh yeah so i think the best the best thing would be to you know get you on uh, on a conversation with our vpx 
you'll can give no, the no problem. Yeah, we so. can, we can, yeah. yeah, absolutely. We can we can do that another time. I don't, I don't so, want to butcher. Um, I don't want to butcher the geology and the metallurgy here. Let's um, let's not butcher the geology. But um, let's look. Let's go to the. So so what I'm hearing loud and clear is that this is a um, an exploration story wide open in the districts. You've got some good infrastructure. Uh, you've got a budget of fifteen million dollars. Um, I think from what I can rootle around on the on the um, on the internet that you've only got about six million dollars in cash. So you're looking you're going to have to do a let's call it a ten million dollar raise um, at some stage. The markets have been terrible. Your share price is beaten up. Um, you know, what's the plan? Yeah, so that, that's right. I mean, like the, you know, the the 2022 wasn't kind for, I think, any investor, um, unless you're shorting the markets. Uh, and I think, you know, we're, we're, we were no different. The whole sector was was being dragged down. Um, now, in terms of the plan that we have for, for this year, uh, we, we still, as I mentioned, we still have 17,000 meters of drilling to, to release, 50 drill holes that we'll be releasing over the next few weeks. Uh, we're feeling, you know, pretty good about, uh, you know, what the work we've done last year. So hopefully that's uh, going to drive the share price to the direction that we want, which is up. Um, so we'll see what how the market reacts and what we have in the news over the next few weeks. Um, and uh, and yes, as you mentioned, we'll probably we'll go to the market after that. But you know, ideally, we want to do a raise at a much higher valuation that we're right now. So we're we're trading, you know, we're this morning we're at you know fifty six uh, fifty seven cents, you know. So ideally, I would like to raise at a number that starts with a one. Uh, so uh, so let's see if we can get there. I'm I'm confident we will, but uh, we'll have to let the the news flow get out and see uh, what uh, the market has to say about our results and uh, and um, and then we'll do we'll do a raise that is consistent with um, uh, with the dilution that we'll have and and uh, and uh, what we uh, uh, and the value that we hope to create this with with this year's drilling program. Uh, what was the last raise done at? So we did the last raise. We did a very small raise in in August at uh, seventy cents, uh, which was led by insiders. Um, we uh, before that we raised at a dollar. Uh, so the, the small raise in August last year was uh, I think two point seven million dollars at seventy cents. Um, and uh, before that, we had the raise uh, bought deal financing that we closed. I think in May last year at a dollar. And, and sorry, what, what size was that? The bought deal. The bought deal was eight point three million dollars Canadian. Tell me about your shareholder register. You know who's behind uh, beyond the insiders. You know who, what, what, what's the what what's, what what are you feeling from the the, the, the investors? Um, you know who's who's with you. Well, actually, it's funny you ask that. I was just on a marathon of meetings. Uh, I had ten meetings before I met you today. It was like speed dating, and uh, a lot of it was our institutional shareholders. So, um, just to give you a sense of our institutional shareholder base, we have uh, Sprott, uh, we have US Global, we have uh, Ixus, we have uh, Crasscat. We have uh, EMC, we have Terra Capital out of Australia, uh, we have Bilingual, uh, we have Commodity Discovery Fund out of the Netherlands. We have a really broad shareholder. I'm just naming a few. We have a very good institutional shareholder base. Um, I have uh, obviously won't name which, but I, I've, I've met with some, some many of them uh, in these 10 meetings. Um, and uh, most of them actually uh, mentioned that, please let me know when you raise, because I'll be interested in participating. So... Um, I, I think the sector is also starting to change as well. I think 2022 is a brutal year uh, for everyone in the sector. 
Um, the sector is extremely undervalued, and I think we've already seen in the last couple of months, you know, gold price move from you know 16, 1650 to you know over 1900s. Uh, the majors are moving, the mid tiers are moving, the juniors are moving. Uh, so you know, I'm not counting with uh, with uh, gold sentiment to, to help me do my job, uh, but I certainly won't, won't mind if 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 it does help me. But uh, I'm, the the news that we have, I think, will be more than enough to get us where we want to be. Uh, but um, but I think the sentiment is starting to turn, and I honestly think personally that uh, 2023 is going to be the year for for precious metals. I think we've been a bit under a bit of a bear market uh, for a while, uh, and uh, and I think it's time it's time for you know gold to shine. I, I couldn't agree more. And interesting, you know, that's a very impressive list of um, funds that are shareholders of your company. Um, in in some ways, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them call you up and say do you want to do a capital raise? Because I mean, one of the things that we worked on quite a lot last year with Crux Investor was looking at contrarian investments. You know, what what do you do with your money when equity values come down? And your your market capitalization is what? Kind of around $44 million Canadian, 45, something like that. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> from what you've told me, you're fundamentally in a better place than you were a year ago because you've got the drilling done, you've got the core, you've got the, the, the asset growing. Um so yeah, that that all sounds good. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, yeah, I, I think I think the market is is really turning around, and, and in fact, it's uh, it's interesting because uh, I just also got a message from from my bankers and saying like, hey, like, are you sure you want to raise capital if if there's interest, or the plan is still to raise at a, a, a higher price? And you know, I'm, I'm feeling confident. So you know, uh, I I I I think we can take a take the risk and. Uh, wait for a higher share price and less dilution uh, because I think we have a very attractive asset, as you mentioned, like 44 million market cap for the asset that we have in the jurisdiction that we have with the infrastructure that we have uh, with the potential that we have. I think it's a very attractive valuation, a very good risk reward um, that, uh, in, you know, it's uh, we're, we're, we're trading a year ago, we're trading at the dollar, dollar 48. Now we're trading at, uh, you know, 56, 57 cents and, and, Arguably, the project has been advanced quite considerably since. So just before before we wrap up, um, could you just remind me of what the, the, the news flow is? I know you've got these uh, 50 holds to come, but uh, what happens after that? And what, what's the how does how do the how does the diary look uh, over the next six months? Absolutely. So in terms of catalysts, we have those 17,000 meters, uh, 50 drill holes yet to be released. Uh, that will be coming out probably until the end of March. Uh, so we'll have, uh, you know, say nine weeks, 10 weeks of very heavy news flow. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be every, almost every other week or probably in many instances, every week we'll have a press release. Um, and uh, in the meantime, we're already planning next year's drill, this year's drill campaign, our next drill campaign. So we'll open camp in the beginning of May and we'll, uh, we'll probably start drilling on the 1st of June. Uh, so, so, you know, the team will basically have uh, uh, April to uh, you know get their act together and and get ready to uh, you know basically find more targets and 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 continue to expand and uh, continue the great work that we've we've done. Um, yeah, so that's that's really what where where we're where we're looking and uh, and uh, you know it's it's you know the new drill campaign is starting just around the corner, so a lot you know it's it's exciting, especially especially after the the you know the the 2022 we had a really good year 
uh, with 11,000 meters of drilling, with you know our share price moved eventually to $1.48, and last year we drilled 23,000 meters with a lot more news flow. So, um, so yeah, hopefully we can get. Uh, the same spot, maybe higher. Who knows? Good. And um, just, just, just. I, I remember a question I wanted to ask earlier, but you've got some other projects, kind of Sheep Creek um, and things. Is that outside of that play, or is it part of that? Is it one of the regional structures that you'll be targeting, or is that something else? So Sheep Creek is, a, is an asset that we have in southern BC. It's close to the border with the US. It's a very prospective asset. Uh, it's a, it's a it's actually part of the same belt. It's a, a, a inland orogenical belt in BC. Uh, the Cassier asset is in northern BC, and, and uh, the Sheep Creek asset is in southern BC. Uh, he had, that asset has produced until 1951 three quarters of a million ounce uh, at nearly uh, 15 grams per ton, and had, almost no work has been done there since. Obviously, it's very prospective. It's narrow, high grade veins, a little bit similar to where we have at Cassier South. Uh, obviously, very high grades with those nearly 15 grams per ton material. Um, but 100% of our focus is at Cassier, at Cassier Gold. Um, you know, it, it's kind of, we would need to have a substantial amount of resources to move the needle at, at Sheep Creek, but we can expect some uh, um, some value creation for shareholders. Uh, I think at the right at the right price or for the right terms, we could consider m and at Sheep Creek, uh, but it has to be the right partner and for the right amount of capital that can generate the value for our shareholders that we believe Sheep Creek deserves because I, we think it's a very exciting asset. It's just that, you know, we can only, we can only, we only have so many resources and we need to really focus on what moves the needle the most for our shareholders. Very good. Um, interested parties apply here. Um, and uh, good luck on, on Cassia. Marco, it's been a, a pleasure speaking to you. Good luck with everything and uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you again, perhaps when, uh, the the 50 holes are through and you're able to look back over last year's drilling in its entirety sounds good looking forward to that thank you for your time Merlin. and i'll yeah i'll love to be back and and uh and then we can compare and contrast uh, what we're expecting versus what uh, reality has come with